So it wasn't that long ago I talked about the books that I have and all the ones that I've read and highlighted in and made notes in, put stuff in the back, thoughts written down, special words, phrases, paragraphs highlighted and underlined. And that my daughter would have these one day and they would be able to be read by her and then she would she would know who I was more than any other thing that I could give her or say to her or do with her. And she'd see these examples or these tidbits or these tastes of this this piece of me, this this unguarded history of just, oh, and she could read all these books and get to know me. And I've been going through and getting rid of stuff. I just, so much crap. And I one of the ways I kind of process it is, and I may have talked about this recently. I know I talked about the book thing before, but just like, if I die tomorrow, like my daughter's just going to have to get rid of so much crap. And I look at my life and I'm just like, what is this stuff? Like, it's literally just stuff. And then I start to notice it in everything else, like watching documentaries and stuff. I'm watching uh, The Vow on HBO Max uh, about the Ranieri, whatever his name is, something Ranieri. And um, one of the ladies was in her garage getting stuff out and going over some of his stuff. And it's laminated thoughts of his, but I'm just looking at her garage and I'm just like, oh, there's just crap everywhere, just accumulated crap. And as I get rid of stuff, I'm starting to notice that I have empty tubs that I had purchased and spent money on to hold the crap that I couldn't get rid of. Like it was literally just crap in tubs, just sitting in tubs that I couldn't get rid of for whatever reason. So I was buying things to store the things that I couldn't get rid of. It's just, it's nuts that this is where we're at. And I'm not going to steamroll into consumerism or all that stuff. It's just, I just started to look. And even it's hard to get rid of some of the stuff. So it's like I get rid of one book and then I can get rid of two books. And then I get rid of three books and I get rid of four books. And I listen to this audio book um, about this girl who lived a year on less and just kept getting rid of things. And it just sounded so nice and it just feels nice. Like even when you look around your house and it's clean, it just feels nice. But you can get it more clean by getting rid of more stuff or focusing on things. And just as a side note, as I try to present this philosophy to my daughter and talk to her about it, try to get her to understand it and see where I'm coming from, is she wanted some googly eyes for her fairy jar because her friend had put googly eyes on it and thought it was this best thing and she wanted to decorate it. And I was like, yeah, we can go get googly eyes. Like, no big deal. Zoom up to Michael's to get some googly eyes. And then she sees these, uh, I don't know, like little rhinestone-y things to stick on there. And I was like, okay, fine. We can get those too. No big deal. And then she's like, oh, now I want these Hello Kitty stickers. And I'm just like, no, we're not getting the stickers. And she's like, but I want to put them on my jar. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, we have so many stickers at home. Let's just look at the stickers we have. And if you can't use those or you really have to have them, then, you know, this weekend we can come back and get these Hello Kitty stickers. And I just caved because it's just like, they're just stickers. They only cost a couple bucks. Like, it's no big deal. Fine, get the stickers. She hasn't done crap with the stickers. She doesn't know where they're at. They're lost. And I'm just like, that's what I'm trying to teach is that, oh, I have to have these. I want these. They're going to be great for this thing I have in my head. And if we just get these Hello Kitty stickers, then I can do this with them. What'd you do with those Hello Kitty stickers? Oh, I don't know where those are at. And just boom, gone. Don't give a crap doesn't care about the money spent, whatever. And again, that's not the point. It's just trying to build this philosophy in of, of having the less and paying attention to what's there. And part of that being, if I die tomorrow, my daughter's going to go through this and be like, why did my dad have all of this crap? Like, what is just this p 
piles of crap everywhere. I mean, why does he need 32 jackets? Why does he need all of this stuff? Why does he need X, Y, or Z? Blah, 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 blah. And I just don't. But it's like we accumulate and we get this and somebody gets a set of gift and then we get this and then we get that and we don't replace it. We don't get rid of something and then get the new thing and we don't get the new thing and then get rid of an old thing. It's like we just keep accumulating. So as I'm going through doing this, I'm looking at these books and I just started spiraling in my head of all of these thoughts about these books that I was holding on to, keeping in a box. So one day my daughter could get to know me better to have these books accessible to read about things that I found interesting. And it just dawned on me, like, what a selfish asshole. Like, what just an egomaniacal jerk that is to burden my daughter with this box of here, learn who your father was, as if I'm this, like, great thing or person or whatever that it's worth reading through. I mean, literally a box full of box with highlights and underlines so she can get to know me better. Like, that's just nuts to me. And it, and I get the sentiment that I had when I originally had that thought or I was in that headspace to say that or want to keep these books for her. But now I just want to get rid of them so she's not burdened with them. So she doesn't feel like, oh, I should probably flip through these and see what my dad highlighted or liked or underlined. If I'm doing my job right and well, one, she'll be able to let me go when I die because I don't want her to be sad or miserable. I want to have left a legacy of being kind and treating her well and having her think like, oh, he's gone. I loved him. I'll miss him, whatever. But like the overall is just moving on with your life and read your own books, collect your own books, highlight and underline your own books for you. Like don't do this so that you can hopefully one day, or if you choose to have kids or whatever, have them read and get to know you. Like, it's like, I'm not going to pass on my burdens. And as I was thinking about this, it was, I can't remember who it was. It's one of like the zeitgeisty artists right now. Um, Like Steven Pinker, somebody like that. Anyway, um, but there, I was listening to a podcast interview with him. God, I wish I could remember what his name was. I can kind of picture his face. But he was saying how the book he wrote in 2012, how much of that is just disproven and wrong and and it just like doesn't resonate anymore. Like that stuff is just not, has changed or updated or his views and thoughts of how he processed or thought about it has changed. I'm like, at the time, I'm like, that's less than 10 years that you wrote this book, national bestseller, probably made some pretty good money, got some speaking gigs off it. And it's kind of worthless after less than 10 years. Like again, not worthless for him, not worthless for the time. But it doesn't have the staying power. It wasn't like, this one said, hey, put all this years of research and effort and time into this book. And then in less than a decade, you're going to be like, crap, nah, that's pretty much not true anymore. Like, so I'm not going to keep all these things around for my daughter to have to feel a burden or have someone be like, oh, your dad said it would be great if you could read through all the stuff that he highlighted and underlined and made notes on so you could get to know him. Like, no, live your life. Move on with your life. Don't be burdened by my crap. And it's just like, let it, let it go and go find what inspires you. Go read the books that are now pertinent to you because these books are old and some might still have resonance or have some cool tips or tricks in them or whatever. But just know, like you go find you. And, and again, if I did my job, if I was present and here and with you, I don't want her to like look 
have me die and then look and be like, oh, this is who my father was, or oh, look at these cool thoughts my dad had, or oh, I can't believe he was interested in this. If I did my job, she knows that, or she feels it, or who gives a shit? Move on with you. Like, be good, be present, carry that internally, and move on with your life. Don't carry the burden of the crap that I couldn't get rid of. And that's helping me get rid of it. Like, literally, it was like this epiphany of like, oh, because I would literally be like, oh, this would be a cool book for my daughter. This would be a cool book for my daughter. This would be a cool book for my daughter. But then it's like, okay, so my daughter has to spend the rest of her life reading the books that I thought were cool or she would like and never getting to discover her own, never getting to find it because she's got this burden of now carrying around boxes of books that I was like, here, sweetie, keep all these. No, let it go. Get rid of it. I want her... <laughs> If I die, it should be like, oh, wow, dad didn't really keep a lot of stuff around or, oh, like I have a box of comics that are worth a lot of money. It's like, hey, one day you get those so you can sell them or do whatever you want with them. But that's kind of like a legacy thing of like, here's an investment for you down the road. Here's your, you know, Spider-Man 300 or whatever. That'll be worth money to you one day or to somebody someday that you can sell or get rid of. But like, that's a purpose and a point. That's like a marked box of here. Put a down payment on a house, pay for some college, whatever, you know, however long I last. And it's just like, so I just, this this concept of, and I think it was, I've heard the quote thrown around recently. I think it came from uh, Springfield. Um, wow. I can't think of his name. But anyway, um, Springfield and the E Street Band. Wow. All right. Anyway, moving on. I should like delete that, go look it up and put it in there, but I won't do that. Uh, but anyway, he's saying you can be a ghost or you can be an ancestor to your relatives when you die. Ghost being you hang around, you lurk, you haunt. You've kind of left this bad image overhanging of like a sense of self-importance that you stick the people that are living with or an ancestor, which is an inspiration, a legacy, somebody to kind of inspire or think back on or tell good stories about or whatever. And I don't want to be a ghost to my daughter. I definitely don't want my crap to be a ghost to my daughter. I want to be an ancestor. I want her, I want, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, to have whatever time I got with her to be internal, to carry with her. And I even tell her now, like, just in case I get hit by a bus tomorrow, like, just throw it all out. Like, you know, obviously there'll be stuff worth money, blah, blah, blah. But sell that stuff and get rid of the rest. Like, and hopefully I live long enough that I get rid of it so she doesn't have to. But that's just my food for thought right now. One is I try to downsize and get rid of things and clear up our lives and just have the stuff that matters and focus on us because this stuff isn't us. This stuff, And I think that's a good lesson too about materialism and stuff because it's like even those stickers and it's going to I'm trying to let it go. But my point was solid. I caved and now... And again, it's a couple of bucks and I keep trying to focus on that, but it feels bigger that I caved on this thing that gave her three seconds of happiness, got, just disappeared, just not, oh, I'm going to, I have to have these. These are going to bring me joy. We were in the car and she forgot about them and didn't care. So I was right and I should have stuck to it and just said, no, we came for googly eyes. I'm caving on the, the rhinestones so you can stick on there, but we're just not going to get these stickers because they're pointless. And and it's those lessons that keep kind of going and going and going and trying to help her understand and teach her this stuff. And 
anyway, so that that's the the thought I'm blarging out onto you today. That's the 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 inspiration or whatever I'm trying to leave you with of just what is it you're holding on to? Why are you holding on to it? And are you leaving a burden for your child or are you leaving them things that they will be able to carry and move forward with for the rest of their lives? And there, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a thing here or there that they can look back on, something special they can hold on to. It's not about that. It's about the room full of crap, the shelves full of books, all of these things that she is then just going to look at and be like, well, throw it in the dumpster or take it and see if somebody wants it or deliver it to the library and you know, at least then somebody else can get a hold of this stuff. It's like, no, get rid of it first so that they can just hopefully sit around and think good thoughts and talk well about you and remember you fondly, not sit here and think like, Jesus, dad's got a lot of shit. Like, maybe that could be therapeutic too. She's just like, man, this guy couldn't get rid of crap. Uh, anyway, so that's the thought bounce around my head. Thank you for listening to, uh, what is this? Season, season three, episode 16 of A Better Father. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening and I will talk to you later. Goodbye.